Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast. Our special guest this week is Robert Moment. Robert Moment is the get hired expert and author of the books, Starting a New Job and How to Ace the Interview. He specializes in teaching experienced professionals and recent college grads how to interview using skills and strategies to make them stand out and get hired. Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on the show, John. I'm excited to be on the show today. Yeah, no, and one of the things I definitely got to mention is you are our first international guest. So all of my guests have been Canadian thus far, but I found your story so compelling that I I, I knew I had to share it with the community because I know we got some people that reside in other places in the world. Uh, So maybe tell us a little bit where you're from and uh, so people get a good idea of uh, who you are. Well, I'm from Arlington, Virginia. I'm about 15 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., I've been coaching for over 12 years. I'm proud to that. I have over two decades of corporate experience working for Fortune 500 companies. I have a heart and a love for passion for helping people stand out to get hired. So I love what I do now. Wow. So just outside of Washington, that must be interesting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very interesting. So without getting into the politics, I know one of the things you're really passionate about is really about getting people the advantage. So let's just start off and let's just get right into this. So what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing right now with some of the clients that you're working with? One of the biggest challenges I see, John, that people don't really know how to effectively communicate that value and demonstrate that value during a job interview. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that. Just uh, like what's specifically around communication? Well, communication, we all have unique skills and talents. And one of the things that a lot of hiring managers are looking for is soft skills, soft skills like critical thinking, problem solving. And you need to be able to demonstrate that by telling your story. Your story, as an example, you know, how did you solve work-related problems that will tie into the job that you're interviewing for? And that really helps you stand up because people recognize and remember stories. So I, I would say be able to dem- that's how you demonstrate your value as a problem solver. That's one example. Mm-hmm. So is there any particular soft skill that you find like employers are, are looking for today? I would say the number one is um, problem solving skills. And what I always like to, to coach clients have at least three to four work-related problems that they have solved. And you want to use a method, I call it the PAR method, P-A-R. And you want to be clear and concise. P stands, identify the problem, A, the action, and then the results. And that really helps show the hiring manager your problem-solving skills. Nice. So can you walk us through, like, what does that look like? Give us an example of what a PAR looks like. Because I'm sure some listeners are are, are wondering, you know, what specifically, how much detail should I provide? Because I know one of the things I hear from candidates is, you know, sometimes I get very long-winded with my response. So I I like that you have this package, um, this format, and this acronym. 
So if you could, just walk us through what a PAR looks like. Let's say, example, you're a business analyst mm -hmm. and you create spreadsheets. Well, the spreadsheet, you know, it's there's too much information on the spreadsheet. And when you give it to, let's say, the director of business analysts who you report to, and you, and you know, one of the, his complaints is, you know, I need something that's streamlined. So that's the problem. So you look at the Excel spreadsheet and the action that you took, you was able to streamline it to make it more clear, more concise, more readable. And then the, and the result was he's able to be able to look at it, get a quick snapshot, and then he's able to take those numbers and be able to see the quantitative results without spending 15, 20, 30 minutes. That's excellent. So that, that's a great example of everyday challenges that people face in the office. Yeah, so it's about, and the reason why I like to use the method, because a lot of times, like you said, John, we can be very long-winded, but if you just problem, action, results, it's that simple. Okay. So outside of the problem action result, is there anything else that, uh, in terms of soft skills that employers are looking for today? I would say also be able to tell your story. And when I say go back to telling your story, what will separate you from the other candidates? Because all candidates, when they're interviewing, you know, you have about 10 to 20, the most common asked questions. So everybody can answer those questions. But when, you're talking about telling your story, telling your story how you have saved a company money, made a company money, but quantify those results and then quantify those results by backing it up with the skills that you use to be able to uh, make those accomplishments and achievements. So, so what I'm hearing, and actually this is a great point because I, I think people don't get into the specifics and into the details, right? Cause they want to keep things pretty high level. And, and because you got to be careful with what you reveal, especially if you're currently still working for that, for that organization. So, and, and I'm sure the, you know, people who are listening right now might, might be wondering, so how much detail do you actually provide when you're giving this type of example? Well, you can give like, let's say for instance, if you said um, you saw an opportunity where you was able to, to save your department, uh, reduced our costs by 25%. Mm -hmm. And then you can say 25%, what does that number represent? It represented, let's say $25,000 or $50,000. Or let's say I was able to save them $15,000 $15, per quarter. Well, you still haven't really told them, because you know confidentiality, you mm -hmm. still haven't told them exactly what it was but you can still be able to quantify and it shows for instance that you took the initiative to be able to identify problems and be able to turn those problems into call savings. So this is good. So we're talking about right now, what we're covering are, are pieces when you are already in front of a hiring manager, right? So we're talking about the actual interview process, uh, but let's just go one step ahead of that. So what is it that a candidate needs to do to get into the room with the hiring manager? To get into the room with the hiring manager. Yes, yeah. So whether it's through the recruiting process or through some sort of ATS, like so, what, what's your record, or what have you seen has been a challenge uh, for for candidates to even get into the room with people? Resume, not having a standout resume, and 
not just a standout resume, but also a standout cover letter. And mm. the resume, to get the, to grab the attention, John, of a recruiter or a hiring manager, whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's indeed one of the social media, one of the job search sites, the first thing that will catch the eye is to really have a strong professional or career summary. And that mm -hmm. summary, we should do three things. It should describe who you are, what you do, and what you want. Sorry, say that again, Robert? Well, so who you resume, are. Yeah. It, should, it describes who you are, what you want, and what you can do for a company. Hmm, what you can do for a company. That is amazing. So this, this is good because this actually hides, starts to highlight your value, right? Your value proposition to the organization. Absolutely. And it will grab that attention because they only have about 10 or 15 seconds hmm. to, scan a, to scan a resume. But that one, when you have a strong, compelling professional summary or career summary, that will get the attention of a hiring manager or recruiter. So in terms of placement, where do you put this on your resume? Do you put it at, at the, the top? At the, at, the top? Very, at, the, yeah. at the very top, John. At the very, very top. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have to agree with you because one of the things I find is a lot of people don't do the summaries and they're expecting people to read through their entire resume. And, you know, both you and I both know that that's not the reality of the world today. You're right, you have, if you're lucky, you have 10 to 15 seconds. Sometimes you have less than 10 seconds. Uh, a recruiter has less than 10 seconds to determine whether or not you're a fit. So yeah, no, this is really important. So are there any other tips that you provide or, or actually what is even some of the challenges that you're seeing, uh, some other challenges that you see on a resume that you know, cause people to not wanna look at resumes, like hiring managers or recruiters? Well, it's either, it's not, it's not clean and concise. Mm -hmm. You don't use bullet points. And bullet points are so effective on a resume, whether you're a recent college grad or experienced professional. Now, the key to those bullet points is to have quantitative results and accomplishments and show your problem-solving skills because a lot of resumes fall into this trap. The trap of roles and responsibilities versus results-driven content. Because roles and responsibilities is too generic. And that's not going to make you stand out in the front of hiring managers or recruiters. But when you have quantitative results and you can support those quantitative results with skills, highlight your soft skills, it will make you stand out. Nice. So, so in terms of... Um in terms of the resume, like how successful are people with just resumes today? Given that, you know, there's so much technology out there and there's ATSs and there's so many other things that, you know, you need to put a resume through. Uh, how much can a candidate rely on the resume to get them an interview? That's a great question, John. I always recommend, advise and coach clients to also supplement that with a cover letter. And here's why. A cover letter can also help demonstrate the value that you will bring to an organization. And I always tell them, when you write the cover letter, we have a five-step formula to, to write a cover letter that will help them land an interview, but also to tell a story. And the story is how they can solve a problem. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that because if you're able to highlight what their problem is, it already tells the organization you know a little bit about them and you've done your research and you're there to, to, to not just be an employee, but a contributor to the, to the growth and the well-being of that organization. So how does somebody reveal, like how does somebody get to the point where they, they're specifically addressing value? So what have you seen, you know, in the people that you've coached uh, as a specific point in adding value to an organization? Well, research, research the company and also research the industry. You know, one of the questions I always ask any client or anyone online, if I'm participating in a forum, what are the top five problems that that industry faces or some of the five challenges in it, within that industry? Because I would say if one of those five challenges, it will relate to the company that you are interviewing with. So when you're writing that cover letter, one, you want to identify a specific problem, and then you want to write like an attention-grabbing introduction, and then you want to be able to just have a conversation, just make it conversational, but also make it personal, provide the solution, and then number five, you want to be able to close that individual by asking for the interview. Yes. You always ask for the interview. And that actually, I, I liked how you talked about, you know, make the cover letter conversational. Because I know, you know, one of the questions that keep going back and forth in other interviews that I've done, you know, I, I ask the question, are cover letters even relevant? And I'm glad that you're covering this topic because I believe cover letters are still really relevant because they separate you. When you do a really good cover letter, it, it gives people... And I've seen people get hired just off cover letters, believe it or not. Uh, it, it gives the recruiter and the hiring manager, um, you know, some insight into who you are outside of your, your technical and your hard skills, right? Because it, it does show more personality inside your cover letter. So I really like that you touched on that. And I liked how you said, you know, keep it conversational. I think that's really important because a lot of them, a lot of people try to make it formal and, and, you know, so the question for you is, you know, do, should you customize every single cover letter? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and never, ever address a cover letter, sir or madam. Always the individual's first name. Um, always, if you don't know the name, call the company. Uh, but you always want to make it personal. Yes. Good tip. I'll keep it personal. I'm just writing notes because there's so much good stuff here and I, and I love that you're giving this out because I know it's really valuable. Uh, so what we're going to do, Robert, we're just going to take a quick break and, and when we get back, we're going to dig into this a little bit because I, I want to really expand on, because uh, a lot of people don't actually talk about cover letters today. So this is fantastic. And then what we'll get into is, you know, I, I, you know, once you're in the room with the person, how you leverage these two documents to really create that conversation to really exceed and excel with the hiring manager. And I know you gave me a really good tip just earlier before we started this podcast on a real life example with one of your, with your clients and what you did to make them stand out and get the job. So we're going to just take a quick minute, everybody, and we'll be right back. Are you planning to move to Canada and concerned about how you will find your first job? Maybe you're already here and struggling to get that big break. As a newcomer to Canada myself, I knew the best time to be prepared for a job search is before I needed the job. 
My name is Connell Valentine, and I'll be your online course instructor, helping you get the job soon after and maybe even before you land in Canada. I'll be sharing my screen while helping you build your brand new Canadian resume that will delight recruiters. We will create a direct email marketing campaign to hiring managers that will make you stand out from your competition. We will then be doing a demo of a real online job application, showing you the precise steps you need to follow to quadruple your chances at getting the job interview. And finally, to get the inside info on the vast majority of the hidden job market, I'll show you how real networking is done in Canada. The average salary in Canada is well over $200 per day. Don't waste any more time and money being unemployed while trying to find the right way to job search. Get lifetime access to these courses at the link in the show notes below at courses.zerotohired.com. Use it to get your first job fast and to get your promotional jobs in your future. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Zero to Hired podcast. Our special guest is Robert Moment. Robert Moment is actually our first international guest from, and, and he's been giving us some really good tips and insights on you know what you need to do to have a really successful resume. But he's also been talking about the cover letter, which I think a lot of people neglect today. And he, he gave us some really good information around you know really addressing an industry's top five challenges in your, in your cover letter. So Robert, outside of you know, the top five challenges that you already talked about and also personalizing, is there any other finishing touches that somebody should do on their cover letter? Well, always answer this one question. What's in it for the hiring manager? If your cover letter answers that question, you're pretty much guaranteed an interview. Nice. So what's in it for the hiring manager? That's a great question. And I guess the, you know, how you get to that answer would be all through your research that you do on the industry and the organization, right? Yes, because that, that also will display your strategic thinking in the eyes of the hiring manager when they read the cover letter. Nice. So I just want to open this up just a little bit. I want to dig a little bit deeper. You talked about calling an organization to find out who you can personalize the cover letter to. Do you have any strategies on how you actually do that? Well, a lot of times you could just call directly to, you know, the receptionist, the, the, the main number and say, you know, who's in charge of, let's say, the Department of Finance. And they said, you know, it's um, Michael Smith. Well, then you have a point of contact. Yes. All right. So actually, you know, the, the easiest solution is, is usually the most, the obvious solution is usually the easiest one, which is just make that phone call, pick up the phone. And actually a lot of people don't do that today. So that's great. So, so you have your resume, you have your cover letter, you're in the room. And I know you've already given us some tips on, you know, how to really stand out. And you talked about storytelling, but now that we were in the room across from the hiring manager, the one thing I always recommend is bring a copy of your resume. And I'm sure you do the same because this is going to be your launching point and your conversations. So when people are in the room, what are some of the tips that you give them in terms of preparation using the documents that you help put them, you help them put together for the, for the actual interview? Well, always have extra copies of your resume and 
smile. Smile and show enthusiasm and excitement that you really want the position. Because that's first impression, believe it or not, you can have people, you can have two individuals who have the same skill set, but personality and a positive attitude stands out. And that that's the first impression, because they're gonna make a first impression before you even open your mouth. They'd see the smile on your face, the, hand, the firm handshake, look them in the eye. But I always say the positive attitude, John, exude that confidence and that be excited. When you're excited, that's telling the hiring manager they want to be here to be interviewed, but also they want, to, they want this position. Nice. So do you have, and actually I want to dig into this because, uh, you know, as you're, and I know a lot of job seekers when they're going through the process, it, it's stressful, right? And they get nervous and, you know, they're always worried about, you know, am I going to get this job? Is this going to be, you know, the right thing for me? So what are some of the strategies or, or some of the tips that you give your clients in terms of, you know, bringing that positive attitude into the room with you and bringing that excitement so it shows? Uh, so what are some of the strategies that you help some of your clients with on how to do that? You know, everything is about preparation, preparation, because, John, that helps eliminate. Yes, you're going to be nervous, even whether you're experienced or recent college grad. But here's why I said it helps. Preparation helps eliminate. You're going to have at least 10 to 12 smart questions that you can ask. Mm -hmm. And also you're going to have a strategy going in. And the strategy is it could be, like I was saying earlier, a 30, 60, 90-day plan. All of these things, it'll position you to, to stand out. So it's all about preparation first. So when you walk through the door, you, you're not going to be scripted, but you're going to have a plan in place. By not having a plan and just going in, just do a Q&A, that's not enough, of course, now to stand up from the competition. So I always say, yes, you bring your personality first. But then in terms of your strategy, how are you going to sell your problem-solving skills? How are you going to demonstrate value? How are you going to close the interview? These are all of the things that you need to prep work up front. Nice. So actually, I want to dig into the questions. You said 10 to 12 questions. Is there maybe one or two standard questions that you typically tell your clients to walk in with? Uh, Yes, the one, it's always about the hiring manager, always, every question. One, you know, you can say, what are the challenges or problems you want, that you want me to help you solve in this role within the first 90 days? Wow. So what are the challenges you want me to help you solve in the first 90 days? Awesome. Okay, is there, any, is there another question that you typically ask? And yeah, another question, too. Always, when you toward the end of the interview, is there anything that will prevent you from making a hiring decision today? And you want to clear up, make sure they don't have any apprehensions on making a job offer. So is there anything that will prevent you from hiring me? And yes, they'll say, well, we're going to be interviewing other people. But if there's any obstacle, like, well, we are also looking at someone to maybe have a little bit more skills or experience in this area that will help you overcome any objections hmm. so what's your recommendation so i'm thinking you know i'm in i'm i'm, I'm exactly where i'm in, i'm across the, at the table from a hiring manager 
and I'm asking that question and they come back with something. So say, for example, I'm looking for somebody with a little bit more skill. You know, if it's a developer role, I'm looking for somebody with a little bit more skill with SQL or, you know, it's just an example. How do you, how do you reply back to that? Or what would you recommend in terms of a response? I would say, depending on like, depending on your work history, mm-hmm. and say, you know, you can, you can do, you can take it so many different ways, but one, you want to be able to overcome and say, if that's a concern, if that's a concern, how, tell them how you'll be able to overcome that in terms of, you know, within the first 90 days, I will take an online class um, because show your, show that you will take the initiative and in trying to overcome that meaning class, but like I said, online class, whatever it is, if you show the initiative that, and also would they rec- what would they recommend, for instance, any classes, also put some ownership on them in terms of skills, but then also start to look at, go back and highlight the value that you will bring because no, there's no perfect candidate, John. So if you go back and as a, when you're interviewing and focus on the value that you will bring, mm-hmm. you can minimize that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And actually, it's the, it's the one thing that we also profess to all of our clients. You know, make sure you highlight your value and you repeat your value over and over and over so people know. Uh, but what I do like is, um, you talked about it here for a second. I'm just taking my notes. How are you going to overcome it, right? So the best way to handle an objection is to A, understand what the objection is, but then also go in prepared with how you're going to deal with that objection. And I really like that because that's not something typically a lot of people talk about. They want to stay away from anything that might seem negative. But in this case, it's not, right? And, And I've seen it and I'm sure you've seen it where people are like, well, you know, this is... I'm typically looking for somebody with a little bit more experience in this particular area. Well, if you can highlight how you can address that, that is, it's like, wow, this person can think on their feet quickly. Uh, They're really about contributing back to the organization and they're really here to offer some value, which is going to make them stand out. So that that's fantastic. And then John, Uh, you can, and John, you can come back and say too, I'm highly motivated. I take the initiative. I'm a problem solver. And this is something, if this is a concern, I can assure you uh, that I will address it um, day one of employment. So just show your willingness. And when you show your willingness, that's, that's helps selling the hiring manager. It helps once again, minimize, and it will help you overcome. Nice. No, and that's a great tip. That's a great tip, Robert. You know, showing willingness fits in with a lot of different areas as well in terms of you know, your desire to be there or want to be there with the team and, and really be part of something bigger and better. So in here's, terms, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Because here's something I've learned, even when I was in corporate America, I was told early on, my father said this to me, he said, hire for attitude, and you can always train for skill. Hire for attitude. I completely agree. I, you can always train for skill, but you can't train for attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. So this is good. So we're, we're coming to the end of our podcast. And actually, one of the things that get asked a lot by candidates is, 
you know, in terms of follow-up, what's an appropriate, what's an appropriate follow-up and, you know, what should candidates be doing to follow up once they're done their interview? If they're not getting the job on the spot, you know, cause I know we asked the question or one of the things that's preventing them from making a decision today. Uh, but what can a candidate do to successfully follow up with a hiring manager or even a recruiter? Okay, first, always send a thank you, um, a thank you letter after every interview, even if it's a telephone interview. And I always like to tell clients to go to Extra Mile. Yes, it's easy to send an email because you just hit send, but always a handwritten, but also in that handwritten note to add value. But one of the questions I always ask, how would you like for me to follow up? Would you like for me to follow up within two days, three days? Just ask the question. Uh, a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know when to follow up. They will tell you. They said, well, and then also be asking them, when will you be making a hiring decision? But I think a lot of times, John, people, when they're interviewing, they don't, they don't ask the right questions or they don't ask questions at all. Yes, I, I, that, that for sure is, is a definite no-no. But walking in, and you talked about your 10 to 12 questions. So that would be part of your 12, right? Like what well, your 10 to 12, you know, when will you be making a hiring decision? Uh, when can I follow up? Like these are all great questions. And I think by showing that you're, you're showing your, I'm not going to say assertiveness, but you're showing your, your commitment to, to actually making this happen especially depending on the role that you're applying to as well, right? You are, you are. They want to see, you know, once again, that you really want the position and by being prepared, they will be able to see throughout the interview that, you know, that candidate is well prepared. Yeah. And that's really important. So, so doing, and I, you know, you talked about a handwritten note. So does that work? Does that, the handwritten note really work? Yeah, when you mail it, because people, they are surprised because they're waiting on the email. But when they get the handwritten note, once again, you're standing up. Yeah. And that's all, and, and really, that's what it's all about, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> from the 20, 30, and I, I've seen here, you know, between 100 and 300 candidates that are all applying for the same role. You, you need to have that distinct, even if it's a minor, you know, that minor thing that's going to make you stand out from uh, hiring man, like the, your, your other competition, right? Yes. So, that's, yeah, I totally agree. That's why I, I highly recommend telling stories because John, we all will remember a story. Oh yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. hundred percent. And I like that you touched on, you know, having your par, your par, your par process and, and what that looks like. And, you know, it, it puts it into a nice, concise little message too, right? This way you're not going off the rails and you're, you're getting distracted with other little details that maybe not are not as important as, you know, the main points. Uh, so this is great, Robert. And, you know, we're, we're getting to the end of our podcast now. Um, is there anything else you want to share with our audience? Maybe, you know, some of the projects that you're working on. I know you recently completed another book. Uh, do you want to share that with our audience members? Uh, yes, John. I appreciate that. Uh, yes, I've just written a book. It's on Amazon. Um, it's titled um, Starting a New Job, Career Planning and Job Promotion Tactics for Motivated New Employees. It really gives empl new employees, whether you're a recent college grad or an experienced professional, it really helps you stand out 
in the first 90 days, which is so critical, starting a new job and beyond. Excellent. I'll make sure I include that in the show notes so people can go directly to Amazon and get a copy of that. Um, so this is great. Uh, I know, and that's really important, right? And, and what I'm hearing statistically today, a lot of people are actually losing or not making it through the probationary period because they're not adapting. And it's great that you've actually written a book to address a lot of those issues. Because when you do that, you, you, you ensure your success for the future inside that organization, if that's what your plan is to do. So that's fantastic. So thank you for that. Uh, so Robert, yeah, so Robert, thank you for, for spending uh, some time with us today at the Zero to Hired podcast, sharing some of your insights and tips. I know I have three pages of notes, believe it or not. So I know our audience members are going to be able to take away a lot of good information from this. Uh, thanks again for being on our podcast and uh, thank you. Well, thank you, John, for having me on your show. Uh, to your continued success. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for everybody listening in, thank you for tuning in to the Zero to Hired podcast. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.